Let's give them something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a planet to run around. Okay, okay. You ain't do nothing but run your mouth. No, I don't want to be humble now. You doubting me? Nothing. I realize. Boom. Um. Cool. Still raining. Yep. California. If there's, if in case we have anybody that's outside of Cal, I don't, I don't know where our listeners are, and I'm not, I'm not going to bother to, to look at where our listeners are coming from and our stats or anything. I do look at like number of views. Yeah, I notice our snippets get more views. Like when I do the snippets yeah. and put those out, they're just easier to watch. I see the numbers rising a little bit faster. Yeah, they, no, they are. They're coming around. It, the snippets are. I'll do people probably going people are probably saying right any of the you know 20 listeners that are listening to us um or are gonna watch we got this one and, <laughs> of, the, of the 20 they're gonna that are gonna listen to it or watch us they'll say you know get put more of the snippets out but those snippets are a pain the ass yeah. to create I've do you've been doing a really good job with it <laughs> mad respect for the people that can take the time to do that stuff all wow. those podcasts out there that create the snippets they get they, there's the professional podcast it's like have, a whole job well to, they have teams of people yeah, that do that shit yeah. and then you know savan's got matt souza yeah <laughs> he killed uh, it last week yeah he killed it <laughs> and then hiller must hiller's got to spend just hours oh man doing those cutting and then like the, you know like the richie guy craig richie, yeah, craig richie and the buttery bros like yeah. those guys are professionals but they spend i have a, a again like i said if you watch their stuff and you say, "Yeah, hey, that's cool. It's watching. They spend hours, yeah. hours and yeah. hours compiling, cutting, editing, you know, and then creating, and then creating snippets to put out promotional stuff. But that's videography in, in a nutshell, right? Well, like it it's, it's, it's people think it's sexy, it. sexy and fun. And it yeah, is, it doesn't just happen in front of the camera. It just no. this right now, like it's everything on the, in the post. That's, just, that's just the like, an, just like anything. Yeah. Hard work. It usually yields results, and I'm like, because yeah. I don't want to say hard work pays off, because it just annoys me. That's <laughs> become a thing. <laughs> it was yeah. a saying beforehand, right? It was a saying beforehand. <laughs> now it's like, anytime I say it, it's like reference to, to you know, kudos to them for yeah. laying claim to that. But um, you you got to work the harder harder working people are going to rise to the top. Yeah. yeah. In 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 this business, so we're trying. Jamie and I are trying to not be lazy and work hard and make our podcast we're learning every every week yeah. like even this every, week put yeah. the headphones in the right fucking dead jack oh yeah but we're getting better anyway so we're talking i wanted to talk uh um a little bit about um having a competition environment within the gym yeah competition class competition athletes a program in a, general a competition program yeah um in addition to regular class um the general population which pays the bills mm -hmm. um yeah, that's something not to get confused with having a competition class is is like an extra right yeah it is it's and and, and even having anything that's dedicated to competition but it, it um it's relevant now and people are talking about it now because we're getting close to the open yep and so you get athletes wanting to do extra want to do more stuff here's the other reason why it's relevant now um besides the open but crossfit recently released their um new marketing initiative surrounding the mission and the brand and its legacy and it's and it's content that people have been at, affiliate owners have been asking for mm -hmm. 
um, related to the, the magic or the, the formula of CrossFit and the success it has in changing people's lives. What's cool is, is they did not forsake and they are not forsaking their legacy. And if you haven't seen Nicole Carroll's piece on CrossFit.com, go there, look it up. You can go to my Instagram and if you want to click on it, I, I have a link in my bio to that article because the article is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, a, she's a really good writer. She obviously put a lot of time into it because it really distills down what is really important about CrossFit and the, the history of CrossFit. She addresses the changes that they've gone through in the last four years. Uh, dramatic changes from CEO changes to mass media, firings yeah. to focus on yeah the the shutdown the shutdown of the media for about yep. a year and a half two years yep. but all of that how it um, has then led to kind of a need for a, a need for restatement of the the values and um, mission of CrossFit mm-hmm. and it's really freaking good. And what's cool is, 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 and one of the things that are said, and it's been said in multiple pieces is CrossFit, you know, forges elite fitness and reverses chronic disease. Yeah. The two together. Yeah. Which it does do. And I, and I think that, and it talks about the importance of CrossFit as a sport and the sport is only made possible by the forging elite, forging elite fitness. Well, also the fact that CrossFit is measurable and repeatable. Unlike any other, well, not un, uh, yeah, like, unlike most other fitness methodologies. When, when you look at what is fitness, right? Like right. CrossFit's the one that defined fitness. That's you right. Know, Glassman with the 10 physical uh, skills, right? right? And right. Yeah. Mo- increase work capacity across broad time. Yeah. Yeah. Increase work as simple as possible. And so then the competition, the sport allows us to demonstrate that. Mm-hmm. One, and it could be what's really cool is through the open, anybody in the world can do it. Mm-hmm. I can do the workout here and someone in the in 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 Asia can do it. And and they'll do the same exact workout with the same standards. Mm-hmm. And it's it's measurable and repeatable. That allows the competition to happen. So it's a it's kind of a a proof of uh, one of the key tenets of CrossFit, measurable and repeatable. And then and then, yeah, evidence-based fitness. So, and that, and that's one of the things that she makes clear in that article as well is that that this isn't just an exercise routine. Yeah. This is a there is this is a proven formula that yeah. works. We have hundreds of thousands of success stories. Probably more than that at this point, right? But it does allow it does allow for the sport. And the other part about the sport, and this is the point that I make often is that it is a unique, the sport itself and the open and the games are a unique and distinguishing characteristics of CrossFit. No other methodology has these things. And it'd be very difficult to duplicate them. Um, which leads us to, in at Diablo, to want to support the open um, for a number of different reasons. One, because we want to support the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, you, Jamie, is you know keenly interested in the open from from a perspective of a programmer of testing uh, or having his communities test their fitness once a year that's a mm-hmm. awesome way to do it i consider and, it to be kind of our year end right like right this, this is we've, we've spent the entire year training up until this point where we can test ourselves and it's basically through the general gpp yeah you know we don't know what's coming be prepared right 
And so, and then the last part is that it allows our members to engage in the same sport that the best in the world do. And they get to see what, you know, what it's like mm -hmm. to, to do that. And then, you know, like me, going to be in awe of what the, what the yeah. physical capacity of a human being is. It's yeah. really remarkable what. And CrossFit's been doing it the job at pushing that human capacity, yes, right? right? And there's nobody else out there that's actually testing the human capacity the way that CrossFit has mm -hmm. been. I mean, you think about what it, what the games looked like in 2010 versus 2020 or oh, yeah. even today, right? right? It's, it's, well, the media, media production is better, but then also the athletes. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. talking from just oh, yeah, pure, yeah, it's, it's pure performance. wild. Oh yeah, it is. And it's really freaking cool and it's sexy. So that gets mm -hmm. more attention. And as a result of it getting more attention um, and more publicity, there is a portion of the of the public, viewing public, that thinks, well, that's what CrossFit is. Yeah. And so there's affiliates that get bothered by that because mm. then they think that it inhibits people from coming to their affiliate because they think that's what CrossFit is in its entirety. Yeah. And we all know, and affiliate owners know, and our members of our community know that it's so much more than that. That that's just a sliver of yeah. of, of everything that CrossFit it's does. The tip of the spear, right? But I, I argue that we still have to have it, and it's okay that it's sexy and cool, and because it brings attention that we might not ordinarily get. If we were just a fitness methodology with our success stories, we'd be, you know, simply competing against other people that would be out there saying the same things. Yeah. Maybe not be able to prove it. Mm -hmm. But saying, you know, tra you know, transformation stories. Yeah. <laughs> we see those all the time. I say those all the time on, yeah. on, on social media. The transformations using, you know, so-and-so's fitness melody or diet or whatever it is. Yeah. We just be competing against that. But because we have the games, we can prove it. Well, it's also the fact that it's been defined, right? Like there's very clear ways of defining your fitness. Right. You know, it's a tape measure, measure your distance, right. time it. How much does it weigh? Like, yeah. put it all together. Yeah, you've got a formula. There's a lot of different programs out there. Like you said, there's a lot of different programs out there that are bringing some results, but it's not quantifiable in the way that we do it. That's right. Ours is aesthetic. You'll mm -hmm. see the aesthetic changes, but you'll also see... Which is a proven... Yeah. The aesthetic, <laughs> though, is is a byproduct of the proven methodology. Right. 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 Absolutely. So, increased work capacity. Anyway, so that brings us to kind of the the process at gyms um that offer a competition class and it's admittedly it's not an easy thing to do mm -hmm. it, um there are you will have members master and i used to think it was just only your younger members but it's <laughs> our master's athletes are just as anybody that's got a competitive drive is going to want to be involved in some that, form that's of right. competition especially program. as they start to make progress yes. within the gym and I've seen it here with a number of athletes. They come in, they're okay. They, you know, they're quiet, and then all of a sudden they start to make progress. They get their double unders. They get linking pull ups. Get the muscle get, up. They get the muscle up, and then all of a sudden they're like, the open comes around. They're like, oh, maybe I can make that top ten percent. And yeah. CrossFit, by the way, brilliant move. Such a good move. I'm making it ten percent mm -hmm. for for masters to qualify. Ten for the for the next round. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and it um, because people do want to achieve strive to the next level and then and then it creates well i'll, I'll get into the benefits mm -hmm. of that and what mm -hmm. that means for an affiliate in terms of opportunity yeah. 
um, for you know revenue generation and keeping your affiliate going. But having a competition program, I think is, I'm, it, I think is a super powerful. I don't want to say essential because yeah. you could, there's a lot of CrossFit out there that don't have it at all, but it's not essential, but it is super powerful. And, but it takes, um, energy mm-hmm. and resources to mm-hmm. manage it and you have to manage it. Yeah. It's not something that you just plug and play. It's, it's something that you have to tinker with first, the first thing all the time. To, all right. The first thing to talk about, let me tell the, the, let me touch on a couple sensitive mm-hmm. subjects relative <laughs> to this because we've been there with all of it, the relationship dramas, the team, oh, all of the the qualifying, how you do qualifying, who yep. gets to be on the team, who doesn't get to be on the team. We could, we could, we could have three weeks of podcast just talking about that shit. Recording the workouts, recording so the, the workouts, open workouts, media, oh repeats of open oh, workouts, all of it. It's, it's endless. It really yeah. is endless. But okay. So, but this, um, the one thing I want to talk about that is significant because I've gone back and forth on this and now I'm pretty adamant about it um, is allowing your competitors to do other people's programming. And we originally started out um, back in the day as Diablo provided programming for the competitive athletes. And then um, I think the first, the first real popular person to popular program that came out there was comp train and he captured a lot of market share great move Ben Bergeron to offer comp train and make it public competition programming for athletes. And you know, pretty soon we started seeing our athletes training, not doing class, doing open gym only and doing comp train programming and then Invictus programming. Mm-hmm. And then all the other different competition programs are out there. And it was at first, you know, it was for me. Oh, I'm okay. I was okay with it. We we provide the environment for them to succeed. We support them, and they'll have success. It, unfortunately, it also created distractions with our regular community, mm-hmm. especially those what I call fringe athletes, the ones that are just on the edge of maybe being ready to compete, and those that, and and maybe just staying in class and getting better in class mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm they would see athletes doing that other programming and think, Oh, I want to do that. Mm. And that would take them out of class. It'd be a distraction. And then they'd start to make comparisons between say comp trains programming and Diablo's traditional programming, Diablo's competition programming. And it, and it became something we had to manage. Mm -hmm. It was a pain in the ass. You know, one of the things that drove me crazy was, you know, that there would be, some of those programs would have multiple pieces of equipment, two barbells, a rower, a skier, oh, yeah. pull up bar. And no, no, li- no lie. Let's not forget a rope. And then, you know, the coach is coaching class and the competition athlete comes out of the open gym area and goes up. To the coach and says, Hey, I need to use a rope. Would it interfere with your class? If I use a rope, you know, as part of that, whole- which happens to be right in the middle of the right. facility. Right. And so that kind of stuff started, um, affecting our community. And so, um, and, and I think where we are now is the best. So I have to kind of lean towards what we're doing now, which is, uh, Jamie Lee writes our programming. And then I, um, 
we asked for and he delivered competition programming that our athletes use. And he works with uh, two athletes, including Alessandro Pacelli, who's been to the games nine times to help um, design that programming. Um, and then he makes available custom programming for those athletes, which mm -hmm. is cool. They yeah. pay extra for it. Yeah. But that programming is aligned with what we do in the gym. Mm -hmm. So what I would say to affiliates is if you're going to do a competition program, pick a either either be prepared to write that write programming yeah. yourself, yeah. which is fine. A yeah. lot of a lot of affiliate owners can do that. Or select a program that includes competition programming that aligns with what class is doing so that those athletes from time to time can be in class. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of how, how hard is that to do? Let me ask you that. <sighs> it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. It's difficult sometimes. Um, and I, just to take it back, um, you know, we've, I, I've been here at Diablo for 10 years, right? 12, almost 12 years at this point. Um, and, we had a plan D class. We had a competition class and now we're at an RX plus class. And yeah. I think that this RX plus class has been more of an organic building off of what we do in class. For example, Jackson Miller, he's, he's one of our coaches at the, in the gym, but he's also the one that came to me and said, Hey, I want to really build out this program for our competitive group. And We've always had, you know, a Saturday session where we get together and we, we throw some stuff together and, you know, increase the intensity by, by creating that competitive environment, which is what a competition class should do. It should right. increase the competitive environment. It shouldn't separate the community. It should be building, building it up. Now, when we started this program, um, it started in class. And what we did was we just started adding accessory work so that the group would do the class and then they would go off and do some accessory work in the open gym. And right now we are specifically taking, you know, a couple days a week to make sure the, the uh, competition group is a part of the group and a part of the community and doing classes with yeah. the general class. That has seemed to work out really well because it's creating a good um, camaraderie between the competitors. They're all doing the same thing. They're having fun competing against each other. But at the same time, they're doing class. So, you know, like you said, those that are watching people in the open gym doing God knows what, they're actually being a part of the process yeah. and, and moving through, you know, a general gym environment and then progressing to, you know, what could be elite. All right. That is having those competitors be part of your community is essential. And that takes active mm -hmm. management from the affiliate owner. Yeah. Um, you have to lay down some standards for your for your com competitive athletes. Mm -hmm. You have to remind them often of those standards. Yeah, yeah, and encourage them to be part of that community. And it typically, in it, in it, in this case, for these this last two years, it's worked really well. Mm -hmm. Our community knows who these athletes are, and when they're in class, they're excited. Yeah, to see them in class. Mm -hmm. And have them as, you know, doing the same workout, even if it's a scaled up or an RX plus mm -hmm. version of it. And then the, and then we have the, of course, once a week, we have RX plus class. Mm -hmm. It's on Saturday afternoons and they go for about an hour and a half to two hours. Mm -hmm. And we do it as the last class on Saturday so they can have the gym the rest of the day if they wanted it. We also added a Wednesday class, right? Because the group was getting so big. It wasn't just a, a handful of people. Right. It was a large group 
that, you know, wanted to get a little bit more coaching and some specific stuff in that competitive environment. So we have a weightlifting program on Wednesday, into that on, on Wednesday, on Wednesday nights. And again, it's late in the day. Um, and it's not yeah. so, so that it's not as like cutting into your main Lo- gym. Times. Logistically, it's it's important well, it's that it doesn't lo- affect the no, community. Logistically and financially, yeah. yeah all like of, yeah. you don't yeah. you don't want to you don't want to replace a primetime class mm-hmm. with a competition class. Yeah. And and the you know just right up front the com- compet the competition class like the RX Plus class is a younger group of members. Mm-hmm. And for affiliate owners, that younger group of members tend to be less sticky. Yeah. By that, I mean, they won't be, they, they probably won't be your three-year, five-year, six-year, 10-year members because they have, because they're young, they have, you know, they move, they have job changes, mm-hmm. you know, there's all kinds of stuff going on in their lives. They get married and, and they change so that it is not as sticky a member. But it is an important member to your community in terms of creating a energy, excitement, and love of the sport. And we, as a result of having those athletes, I think back to our past teams. Yep. And Alessandro Pacelli, for example, it created it created fans of the sport mm-hmm. for a CrossFit. And creating fans of the sport means that you've got another hook in them. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to continue to do CrossFit, so they they feel like I want to be a fan of the sport. Well, I got to do CrossFit to be a fan of the sport, yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think that's, you know, like you said, it's not essential, but if you have the, the talent and the competitive athletes that are looking for more, it's not a bad idea to start thinking about how to implement accessory work to give them a little extra, because I agree with the fact that, you know, one workout a day is, is enough. But when you look at these athletes that are competing, you know, quarterfinals make it into the quarterfinals i think one athlete one workout a day will get you there sure right if you push the intensity and really take care of your your and don't miss your don't miss your lift days exactly yeah and get continue on that drive of getting stronger and better and everything but to move it on to the semifinals and even the games one workout away a day is not going to do the trick that's right so how do you implement that into your programming where it doesn't alienate the rest of the community is i think that is the trick yeah it starts with like you said it starts with accessory programming making available accessory programming they can pay extra for that yeah and honestly on like we do right uh you know prs compete sandra jackson alessandra and jackson and i we, we get together and we write out the whole month along with that that aligns with what we're doing as our progressive programming um, but at the same time, if an athlete really wants to, and is also ready to move towards that semifinal or, or, uh, games, a generic program may not be the trick, No, right? That's when you start thinking about having a coach that's going to be there to, you know, give you a little bit more, um, specifics. That's right. right? For that individual, athlete. for that individual athlete, which creates, if the gym is capable enough, creates a revenue opportunity exactly. for the gym. Yeah. Writing accessory programming is really f- efficient. Yeah. Let the athlete do the work. You don't mm-hmm. have to be there to coach them. Maybe you coach them once a month, have a PT yeah. session with them. But, but, and it's one of the things that we do is we offer accessory programming for an extra fee. Mm-hmm. And then we also offer full custom, custom programming, programming. Yep. where a coach is writing programming just for that athlete. Yeah. But this is a great transition because the next thing I wanted to talk about is master's athletes because, mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure a lot of affiliates are feeling this is you get a master's athletes that want to move on to quarterfinals. Yep. 
And that's really freaking cool. We do a couple different things. We started first, we tell our master's athletes, look, just c- come to class and fucking give it your all. Like, yeah. don't half-ass the Metcons, go full range of motion, to, you know, really work hard and do class weight shoot. And then we offered a, um, we offer a master's RX plus class, which is a competitor's class for masters. Um, I coach that. Um, and I do it because, and I participate in it. So it's a coach participating class, which is fun. It's which more is, like a throwdown yeah, thing, which is also the same as RX plus. That's right. Yeah. Coach participates. Yeah. Right? Um, and it's, and it's the, yeah, that, and that's one thing about the RX plus classes is they are, they're not a, as much a coach class as they are. The athletes getting together and, and going head to head against each other. Yeah. And talking through, uh, let me tell you how our masters RX plus class goes. So we come in, we do, we, it's a warm up on your own. We give a, we, we write it down actually as suggested warm up. We say, mm-hmm. you get, get through this. By the way, with masters, the, the first rule I put up there is NF, <laughs> NFA, no fucking around. Cause masters will come in and they'll talk and they'll, they'll, they'll it's oh easy God. to get stuck rolling out and mobilizing oh for my an hour. God. <laughs> they'll, they'll go forever. So they get in and I, I make, I give them 20 minutes to get through the warm up. And then we get into, um, and Jamie programs this. We have a, usually a skill imam. Um, where we do an EMOM and it's usually anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes, something like in that range, challenging, but, uh, but, and, but with the intent of in, improving skills, learning, pacing, um, um, uh, learning appropriate, um, scaling. Yep. Um, and anyway, so we we'll do that together. Then we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it before we start mm-hmm. it, you know, like kind of things to think about. You know, we, we suggest different ways of approaching, say, box jump overs, you know, yeah. a technique for it, but a burpee over bars, you know, we'll put to discuss the technique. If they're, if they're struggling with a double under, some things they can do during mm-hmm. the EMOM to, mm-hmm. to make themselves better at that. Then we go to the, we take a break um, and talk about the results of that. And then we'll go into and, and talk about the Metcon that's coming up. And that Metcon right now we're doing, which cool is we're doing open versions of the open workouts, but we'll talk about strategies mm-hmm. and we'll kind of get a feel for what we did in the past, how we should really look at our performance, what kind of speeds we should set and so that we can match our performances of the past or beat our past performances. So all of those things. And then we go through it together and then we talk about it at the end. And it's a lot of fun. It, it, that class is actually more of a kind of a bonding time for the masters, but it does, we all do push each other to get mm-hmm. better. Um, and the RX plus class is very similar. Just the same, yeah. And it turns out to be like, it's a really fun time. Yeah. And everybody enjoys getting together and it's more throwdown style. Yeah. And I really like that rather than a really structured, I think that's coach driven class. Yeah. I think that's, that's kind of critical is having a really structured class where you have a coach that's leading it. You, you could have some athletes that, you know, have, maybe their own little issues that they're working on and it, having a little bit more of a free from free formed class where it's more of a throwdown style, they can address those individual things, you know, whether it be a mobility thing or, Hey, I've got this issue with this skill. I'm going to work on this skill while we're doing all of these skills. Um, so it's, it's, it's important for the athletes to also take accountability during this time. Right. Right. It's not like they're just jumping into, class where they're just going to go by what the coach is telling them to do they need to be they need to be prepared to be um efficient on their own yep 
Um, by the way, just real quick, mic check. Are you on your? Mm-hmm. Are you on the road mic? We is are the on mic the road mic. Yes. Okay. Just making sure because yeah, the screen. <laughs> I saw you looking down. I was like, is everything okay? Yeah. No, just double checking. <laughs> okay. Um, one other thing too to add in there, like if you're a gym, an affiliate that's looking to add some kind of a, a competition environment, um, just know that when you are programming something, that it should still uh, flow with what you're doing in the week right? If you are going to change a program yes. or change a workout, you should still stick with the same general movement patterns. So that way, if you're doing like thrusters one day, you don't have wall balls the next day in class on Monday. And, you know, what's cool is in our master's class, there's times where we actually do the class workout. Yeah. Of the day, oh yeah. yeah. And which if, is, which is great. And that's, that's by design. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's cool. Same with the uh, RX plus too. They'll do the class workout, but they do a different version of it, an upgraded upscaled version. Yeah. Of it. Um, but I, uh, at the end of the day, I think if you have masters athletes or other athletes that are interested in competing um, and you have enough of them, offering a competition class is a great idea. Rather than letting them come together and start training together in open gym, I think that's dangerous um, because it can start to segregate from the community, yeah. especially if they start writing their own programming yeah. for those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can put a um, if you can get one of your coaches to lead that effort and participate and participate in it, it's even better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and it can be a lot of fun and it brings the community together and, and, and it creates a bond amongst those athletes. That's pretty cool as well. Yeah. All those competition athletes get together and they go out together. Yep. Yeah. They have, they have little sessions after the session yeah. and we've got a pretty good master's group. And they, Oh, here's the other thing I was going to say. The last thing I'm going to say, if you do set up a competition class, both for masters and for, and for individuals set some criteria that the that your general population has to meet in order to participate in that class Mm. you're going to get a very small percentage of your members but you will get some that are going to go hey i want to do that class and you're going to know in your heart of hearts that that person has no business being in that class not going to be beneficial and it's (laughs) going to be hard to tell them Right. It's yeah. going to be, you know, you're, they're going to feel wounded. Like they're yeah. not being included. Like you're not it's like included. the cool kid class. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to avoid it being the cool kid class. You go great. And, yeah. and Yvonne's really good at this. She goes, here's a criteria. And we actually have it on our mind body system. So when you click on that class, it'll tell you what the criteria is yeah. for that class. And you can set that criteria. It's really easy to set that criteria. Ours are like, you know, one or two workout times, you know, a Helen time or a Fran time, time in yeah. certain in a certain amount of time. Certain barbell lifts, yeah, gymnastic you, skills available. That's right. Those types of things you need to be able to do. And we tell them like uh, eight out of 10 or mm-hmm. 10 out of 12 things. Mm-hmm. And if they can get those things, chances are they're, they probably are qualified. Mm-hmm. And we'll give a, there's a little bit of gray area sometimes on yeah. some of them. Um, but have that criteria set that criteria up front yeah. don't create it on the fly do if you put that comp class out have that criteria know what it is yeah because you're going to get some people asking oh i want to do that class you'll have just even even just the fact that like we've had drop-ins like just random oh, people yeah. that are That's you right. know just want to check out the gym or want to do class and it's like how much crossfit you got yeah well, i got a few months it's like yeah this isn't the class for you buddy. yeah i'm sorry <laughs> this is a coach participated class it's yeah. not a coach led class like the rest of our classes are on the other end of the spectrum we have had some athletes drop in top competitive athletes yeah. drop in and they come to our class and they love it it only it and only it's really fuels cool. the environment oh, yeah. right it's really cool yeah so 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 set those criteria early mm-hmm. and uh and then adhere to them so that you don't dilute the class or make it difficult for 
uh, have so that you don't want to be having lots of difficult conversations. Yeah. Make it um, easy on yourself. Yeah. Make it easy on yourself. Um, so that's, that's that. And you do, you do, you got to stay on as a, as the affiliate owner, you got to stay on top of it. Mm-hmm. Keep checking the pulse on that class, show up yourself and, and watch and watch how they operate. Like in, 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 and if members are telling you, you feel like you're spending too much time it, that the gym itself is focusing too much on competition, pay attention to that. Yeah. That's a good signal. It is a good signal. It's worked for us in the past when we've been there where mm-hmm. we were leaning too heavily into one and it can affect your general population, which pays the bills it's your bread and butter. That is your bread and butter. Yeah. But again, the, the competition team creates fans of the sport. Fun to watch. It's exciting to see what the human capacity is, even within your own gym. Mm-hmm. And people do workouts. You're like, holy shit, that can be done that fast. Yeah. It's Spe- cool. Especially during the it's open. It's very inspiring. Very, yeah. Oh, that's one Especially of the things. We should the add open. that dur- during the open, one of the things we do is we give those competition athletes their own heat. Yeah. And so everybody kind of hangs out to watch it. Yeah, it's a big spectacle. I mean, we have people that come in that aren't even doing the open yeah, workout yeah, yeah. to watch it. Come to watch it. Yeah. It's really fun. To, that's really fun to do, by yeah. the way. So, you you know, leverage the hell out of those athletes to, yeah. to, <laughs> to, to, to create some energy in your gym. Yeah. Um, the, the, it was something I wrote about, or actually I, I tweeted about, it was uh, Chris McCurry gave me this thought. You know, we're at, what's the date today? The 9th? 9th, yeah. We're nine days into the new year. This is when resolutions get a little tough. It's when goal settings like, and I, you know, I saw a new member come in and she would come in this morning, was pouring rain. She's got her baby and she still made, she goes, Oh, I said, Hey, welcome. So it's her first startup PT. And she goes, I got, and she set down the baby. She goes, I got here. And all I was thinking is like, right. It's like, (laughs) like all I think about is like when she came in to buy the membership, I remember her, she was like gung ho. This is going to be awesome. And then that first morning, it it's at seven a.m. coming yeah. in with the baby, like pouring outside. What have I gotten myself into? And it was into? a new baby too. Yeah, right. So this is the time when when and it, as an affiliate owner, think about your your newer members. Like this is the time maybe to touch base with them and pat them on the back. Say, hey, keep it up. Yeah, it gets easier. The first, you know, the twenty it takes twenty one days to make a habit. But I'm going to say the first six weeks are rough. You want to get them through. Ideally, you want to get them through three months. You get them through yeah. three months, and then it becomes like you know you're going to keep seeing them. Yeah, but it's going to take it's going to take a little bit of pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it and on the other side of that, there's the behavioral changes that we put in place with our with a not only with a fitness but also with nutrition. Mm-hmm. And Chris McCurry gave me a good one that I that I've that I put out. I tweeted out and then I put it on Instagram and it seemed to be popular. A couple of people said something to me about it. Cause I hadn't thought about it. It was really, it was really cool. It's, it was how he, he took his cholesterol from like, I think he was like two, I want to say two twenty four, and he took it down below 200 to like 192 over like a six month period of time. He was, he said he was eating a, um, every morning he'd go to Starbucks, get a coffee and get a muffin. Mm-hmm. Thought, no big deal. Got a healthy muffin every morning. Um, but it's called, they got his blood work done and as part of a physical, his, his testosterone was high or his testosterone, his cholesterol was high and the doctor wanted to put him on statins to, to bring it down. And he said, you know what, I'm going to take care of this myself through changes in my diet. Kick and, the muffin. And he started, yeah, and he kicked the muffin. <laughs> but here's how he did it. It was really cool. He goes, he goes, I literally started thinking about it over two years, like two years, a muffin a day. He goes, basically 700 muffins. And he goes, and then I pictured the 700 muffins. What does 700 muffins look like? He's like, holy crap. It's like, a picture for you. <laughs> do when you, when you think about it, but one a day is not that big a deal. No. But when you think 700 muffins, you put in a, in a picture in a small room. Yeah. 
like standing there with those 700 muffins you're like okay what's that going to do to my body yeah i mean that's how chronic illnesses begin right well that's right <laughs> and so i i started thinking about i'm like wow i go that that is pretty powerful it's a cool yeah. visual image that's yeah. how you kind of that's how you can stop stuff and you can do the same thing with beer yeah add up your average weekly beers and then mm -hmm. picture it in a room and then, yeah. and then think about trying to get through those beers, beer, wine, um, ice cream, vanilla lattes. Oh, fuck. Right. I had a, I had a brown sugar latte one day when I go, I do coffee with my daughter on Wednesdays and that was their special. I'm like, you know what? I want to try that. It was like, it was so freaking good. I, I, I drank it. And I was like, first of all, you drink it super fast. Yeah. Cause it's got heavy cream and then, and then, you know, brown sugar latte. Like I, I drink, like it, I didn't even, it was like, talking about it. It was dopamine hit. Oh my God. But it was, <laughs> it was outstanding. And I, and all I could think about was like, well, this is literally an addictive drink. Yeah. Literally an addictive drink. And you, and with, under the guise of, Oh, it's my coffee of the day. Yeah. No. I didn't even want to know how many calories were no. in it, but I didn't do it again. And, and but anyway so you know all, i picture a room full of brown sugar lattes and it's like that's going to change my body if i have yeah, one a day yes. for for two years yes which a lot of people do I that's, mean, well that's right and so i think that I, I like the idea of using that type of visualization impression mm -hmm. to you know one keep a picture of what you of your future you in mind like what do you look like two years from now in your mind what do you want to look like and keep a picture of that or two the opposite is picture those all those things you're going to eat and put them in a room and like oh shit that's yeah. a lot yeah so right now is the time nine days in for the next two weeks are going to be really difficult for people for resolutions yeah this is when you gotta hang in there grind grind, grind it. it out yeah now is when you grind it it will get better and especially where we are now it's raining like shit it hasn't rained here in seven years and now all of <laughs> a sudden it's raining people don't know what to do yeah it's panicking it's hard it's hard to get to the gym you don't want to get to the gym. you got an excuse to not come to the gym oh the roads are shitty roads are closed ignacio was closed this morning by the way really yeah that's what erica said hey. i know that's kind of yeah that's a that's, that's new. a thorough <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's that's a new, new one. one yeah anyway that's a big tall tall uh it's got a big elevation like yeah it does. That, was there a mudslide or something i don't know what it was she didn't say i could see a mudslide because there's a couple of spaces oh, yeah, where yeah. there's you know like the yeah the hillsides coming yeah down. i could yeah. see that um and then uh road royalty starts this week on yep, thursday. thursday so if you haven't signed up it, it's an online competition four weeks four workouts we announce on thursdays it's a lot like the open we announce the workouts on a thursday at noon you got to get it done by monday at 5 p.m mm -hmm. pacific time just like the open you get one shot at it you can you can try and you do can, it multiple, you some multiple people, times some people do it multiple times so some of these rowers will do it multiple yeah, times yeah. They'll, they'll test it and then they'll do it again the people that are truly some of the workouts could be redone but yeah. some of them you're probably not gonna yeah you're probably not gonna <laughs> want to do but anyway the, those get those get announced this thursday so if you haven't signed up sign up you have until monday to mm -hmm. sign up and then enter your submit score, your score submit yeah. your score and all you have to do is take a screenshot yep it's really easy to do but it also kind of gives you the feel of the open so that by the time the open comes around without terribly impacting your community well no no well yeah your community but also terribly impacting your own fitness training progression your, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. your, your own personal training yeah. like you can fit in these row workouts basic monostructural yeah yeah monostructural so sign up um it's a lot of fun we get yeah. and what's cool is um the first workout oh yeah shut, shut up, up in a row shut up in row yeah 
and it is fully intended as it reads <laughs> after last year's debacle <laughs> shut up in a row <laughs> so that that's uh that's the first word but that's not the reason why i did it yeah a little bit <laughs> but but the it is for um the big fish foundation uh which is uh tosh who's nicole carroll's uh partner mm -hmm. and three of his buddies who are all ex-mill guys and uh, a couple of navy seals i think ex-marine special forces four guys not a lot of rowing experience mm -hmm. about year and a half ago decided to do this challenge the talisker whiskey challenge rowing across the atlantic ocean and it's a three thousand mile journey from Yeehaw. africa to continent of africa to the to, uh, to well to the north america, north america. okay because yeah, it ends up in the, the bahamas yeah um but it is an amazing journey they are now about 29 30 they're about 30 days in they're about one month mm -hmm. in right now mm -hmm. Um, they've got a long time to be on a row. Oh, dude, four, four, four guys row, and the, and they row three guys row at a time. Yeah, and one guy doesn't row. Yeah, and so and that person they just shift, and so yeah. you basically get an hour of sleep, an hour to ninety minutes of sleep, and okay. then you come back out and you just cycle through. Oh, it's a long time rowing. Dude. It's like and it's and these guys got about six more days, and they've had all kinds of seas. They've had battery issues with their automatic there, tiller. There was somebody that. Was there another team that had a battery with the automatic yeah. tiller? Yeah. That, like the, the thing that's directing them yeah. in the right way. Yeah. <laughs> I saw another Their team. tiller broke. So, the, okay. They, they had a tiller that broke. I and... saw another team uh, capsized. Capsized. Oh, yeah. That sucks. Oh, yeah. They caps. Well, so those boats are made to auto right, auto you mm -hmm. know, capsize. And if all the hatches are closed, nothing, yeah. you know, roll, stays dry. Right yeah. Inside, yeah. Stays dry. You get a some. mess. <laughs> yeah. A mess. It's a mess inside, but. And they, uh, and theirs didn't write. So there's flipped and then it and it, and it didn't correct and so they had to withdraw. Which you're out in the ocean, but you're, there's not there's not a rescue boat like nearby. No. You've got to wait a no. long time. I mean, that's like adding insult to injury. It's like you have to withdraw at this point. Like yeah. you rode all the way out in the middle of the Atlantic and then oh, it's you're done. And they've got all kinds of crazy stuff. Anyway, so that's who this this is yeah. named after. And so if you register for Royal Royalty, we're gonna give one dollar of every registration to their charity nice. which is big fish foundation which goes towards helping bring awareness to the issues surrounding uh, veteran suicide mm, and good. helping prevent veteran suicide so that's kind of a cool thing that's awesome so sign up and you'll help contribute to that and then watch those guys team at and if you go to instagram it's at team shut up and row and you, i'm blown away and, yeah. th and these guys are they're killing it yeah when they told me so it was where, where are Febru they february of 2021 is when i was at an event for crossfit and i started talking to two of the guys and i was like there's no fucking way you're gonna do this <laughs> like they were telling me they're gonna do it. I'm like and i remember talking to chris who owns trident athletics and he's like yeah i'm gonna do it. i'm like you you like a rower you know have you rowed like any crew have you ever no. been out in open no. water <laughs> and he, i think he's not even that good of a swimmer i think you're really? and i was like all i was thinking was, well, this is what 2021 you said yeah 20 so february, some time to practice february 2021 and, and those guys set a goal but, but yeah. nicole's husband tosh brian brian chontosh they call him tosh for short he is he, that he runs those uh he does the diesel days which are the 24 hour oh. he takes 
he takes in um, anyone that wants to sign up and pay him 1500 bucks for a weekend. And he does like 24 hours staying awake and exercising. And he takes you on trail runs so for 24 hours. Like they're brutal, but then he yeah. gets them to open up and talk. And mm-hmm. it's really like life altering growth. A, a, it's it's a an group, opportunity for growth, opportunity for growth. Yeah. And I want to do one of his diesel days and every, cause everybody just that comes out of it is like, that was one of the most amazing things in my life. That's cool. But he's got that work ethic. Like he can, he he can just flip a switch and go. Like is he, he military? Yeah, he's he uh, he's ex. Okay. I think he's a Navy SEAL. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, so those four guys, they're just they're out there grinding and they're killing it and they're yeah. they're they they're trying to podium. Mm-hmm. Um, there's three other boats ahead of them. I think they're in fourth right now. Anyway, oh, so good. so the workout first workout's named after those guys, and we're going to give the charity contribution to those guys and follow them at at Team Shut Up and Row. Yeah, and at Big Fish Foundation, you can get all the information too. It's awesome. Anyway, um, that's all I had. Do you got anything else? No, um, actually, well, we have a uh, teen trials still coming up May fifth, May thirteenth. Yep. Um, for the this one's for the kids. Yep, uh, talking about growing um, fans of the sport. This yeah. is the future. Yeah, that we do. We do have to do this. We this is kind of an obligation we're putting on ourselves. I don't want to do it, but we're going to do it. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, we, honestly, I think we it's, need to get more young people in it, the sport. It, it's something that has to be done. I yeah. mean, we've there. There's a a the whole teen category for the open. What is feeding that? Right. We've got we've got to do something to help feed that. Yeah, there's, that, that's right. That that's a good point. There's nothing really feeding yeah. that. Yeah. There's no feeder into that. There's no you know youth soccer league. That, you know, <laughs> yeah. There's no. So hopefully, I'm I'm hopeful that we're we're going to be able to even get in, involved with some of these local high schools to you know get some athletes out and just get getting them exposed to uh, CrossFit. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And the programming is is already exposed, so there's there's no secret hidden things that are going to come out that are going to catch people off guard. But it's a it's going to be a great event. There, um, Waterpalooza is this weekend. Yeah. We can talk a little bit about that on Monday. I, mm-hmm. Um, it, I'm looking forward to watching that and the events there. We'll probably do so. Shout out to Lawn Chair Leaderboarding, yeah. the Lawn Chair Leaderboarding. Those guys have a fantasy, um, fantasy basically CrossFit league mm-hmm. or fantasy functional fitness league, yeah, <laughs> where you can basically go in and, and select the athletes that, that are on your team i can select uh, any number of athletes and then well we can limit you can the set of, you can set the parameters for the tournament right and then you choose which athlete you want to be in your athlete for that workout and mm-hmm. their score is your score yeah and it goes to your quote team and then you can go head to head with other people so we're going to do a, we're going to run a fantasy competition for mm-hmm. waterpalooza we can talk about that and how that went that's lawn chair leaderboarding all right. Um, I think that's it. How long yeah, do we go? About that's it. 45 minutes, 50 minutes? 46, 17. Perfect. Money. Nailed it. All right. All right, guys. See you. Cheers. That was good.